0: السلام عليكم Okay, should we begin? Shallah. Okay. Bismillah alaikum. Alhamdulillah. الله Nastailu, Nastafiru. Now, I would be like to say that I am not going to be able to say that I am not going to be able to say that I am not going to be able فَإِنَّ أَحْسَنَ الْكَلَامِ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْخُدَىٰ خُدَىٰ مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَإِنَّ شَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْتَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْتَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ دَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ دَلَالَةٍ فِي الْنَارِ Okay, in the last lesson that we had, we started uh, uh, a little uh, treatise written by Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad bin Abdul al-Wahhab called uh, Some Benefits from Surah, Surah, Surah Al-Fatiha and uh, this is with the explanation of Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan And uh, in, the, in the last lesson that we had uh, The Sheikh covered a number of points uh, I'll just summarize them in the next few minutes um, So he, begin, he began first of all by explaining The reason why the Surah has been called Al-Fatiha and this is because the word uh, Al-Fatiha means that which opens something, that which commences something. And this surah obviously is the first surah in the Qur'an, and it's something by which the Qur'an is opened or entered into. So this was one of the names given to the surah, uh, Al-Fatiha. And the Sheikh mentioned that it's also been given another title or a name, which is As-Saba'ul-Mathani, which means the seven oft-repeated verses. And this is mentioned in the Qur'an itself, in Surah Al-Hijr, the 15th, Surah, verse 87, in which Allah, mentions, Allah says, آتَيْنَا آتَيْنَا that we Verily, really we have given you the seven oft-recited verses and the mighty Qur'an. Uh, the reason why it's called uh, al-mathani, the seven oft-repeated verses, is because it's repeated in every raka' of every prayer, by you know by every Muslim who, who, who establishes a salah. And another title that's been given to the surah, so a third title that's been given to the surah is Ummul Quran, which literally in English we could say the mother of the Quran, but the word Umm here, Ummul Quran, is with the meaning of Al Asl, like the foundation. The foundation, so Al Fatiha is the foundation upon which the rest of the Quran refers back to or returns back to. Uh, it, what this means is that if we look at the Quran with all of its meanings, and you know, we find that generally speaking, all of that is found in Surah Al-Fatiha. Another title given to this surah is, or another way, and another another title heres As-Salah, As-Salah, uh, and this is because of a Hadith Qudsi in which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that I have divided the prayer between Me and My servant into two halves. I have divided the prayer, he says, قسمت الصلاة. I have divided the prayer between me and my servant into two halves, and then he mentions how, uh, when a servant says alhamdulillah rabbil alameen, Allah says that my servant has praised me. When he says arrahmanir rahim malik he says my servant has glorified me. When he says wa he says this is between me and my servant in in, in in two halves. So, in other words, at the beginning of this hadith qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa taala says as الصلاة says, I divided the prayer. And in the if we look at the hadith itself, Allah is speaking specifically about Al-Fatiha, the seven verses of Al-Fatiha. So from this we see that Al-Fatiha has also been referred to as As-Salah. Uh, also the Sheikh mentioned that it's also been given the title Al-Kafiyah, Al-Kafiyah which means that which is sufficient. And also Al-Ruqiyah, Al-Ruqiyah you know that by which you... You know, perform the, the, the ruqya or like the incantation. And then again, this was taken from a hadith uh, in which some some of the Sahaba, uh, you know, when they came to a, a valley and then uh, one of the... There were some Arabs there and they didn't accommodate them or give them, you know, uh, accommodation or shelter, didn't host them. <coughs> and so one of them got stung by... It happened that one of them got stung by something. So then they came to the Sahaba asking for ruqya. And so the Sahaba said... You know, you, you know, we came to you, but we don't. You know, you you refuse to take us as guests. So we will only give Rukia to you for some sort of, you know, like uh, price or some cost. So then they said, okay, we'll give you some some flock of sheep or something. And then so one of the Sahab recited Al-Fatiha upon, al-Fatiha upon upon that person, and he stood up as if he just, you know, he stood up in a manner as if he was like initially tied and he got released and then he stood up, meaning that he'd been cured from his from his problem and he got up. Uh, you know, very quickly and swiftly. And so when they came to the Prophet ﷺ, they mentioned to him what, what happened, and then the Messenger said, وَمَا that What will tell you, what will inform you, that it is a ruqiyah, meaning Al-Fatiha, Surah Al-Fatiha. So here, from this, the Sheikh says, that this surah can also be or has also been given the name of Al-Ruqiyah. Okay, so these were some of the names then, Al-Fatiha, al Mathani, uh, Al-Kafiyah, Al-Ruqiyah, uh, Al-Salah. Uh, and uh, you know these are some of the names that have been given to the surah. Then the Sheikh mentions how the surah is, you know, from uh, what, what indicates its greatness is that the surah is repeated in every prayer, in every you know raka of every prayer, and this in itself indicates the greatness of this, this surah, and that this surah itself makes mention of the three types of tawheed. That in the very first three verses, the three types of tawheed are included. Uh, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen is, is an indication to Tawheed al Rububiya. Ar-Rahman Ar-Raheem, Malik Yomidin. Here there are three names of Allah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Raheem, Malik. So this is an indication of Allah's names and attributes. To Tawheed of Allah's names and attributes. And then, Iyyaa ka wa ka So here there's a mention of Ubudiyya, Tawheed, tawheed Al-Ubudiyya. That we, that we are stating that you alone do we, do we worship and you, from you alone do we seek aid. This is the Tawheed al ubudiyah Then the Shaykh mentions also how this surah also includes the two types of dua. There are two types of dua. The dua of al ibadah which is when we make dhikr and when we make mention of Allah, and the dua of Al-Mas'ala. This is when we ask Allah for a specific need. So in this surah, if we look at this surah, we find that we mention uh, Allah's names, you know, al rahman al rahim Malik. And we mentioned some of his attributes, and we make a specific request: Ihdina sirat al mustaqim Guide us to the straight path. We're asking Allah to guide us to the straight path. So, this, this is dua ul-mas'ala. Also, what this surah contains is an affirmation of the sending of the messengers, the fact that Allah sent messengers to this creation. And this is from two angles: from the first angle, in the sense that Allah, say, Allah, Allah says, Rabbul الْعَالَمِينَ which means Allah is the Lord and the creator of the, of, of, of the worlds. So if he's the Lord and the creator, then a Rabb is one who rectifies the condition of his servants and who nurtures them. And so this necessitates that he wouldn't just create them and leave them, rather he would send messengers to them. And also because Allah, uh, in the surah that we say, Ihdina <inaudible> Mustaqim," that we're asking Allah for guidance. So this itself necessitates that Allah would definitely send messengers. Then after this, the sheikh went on to mention how the surah itself is a refutation of many different types of groups. So from the groups that he mentioned is the atheists, those who negate a creator. Because Allah affirms a Rabb in this surah, that he's a Rabb. Also it's a negation or a refutation of the mushrikeen, the pagans, those who worship other things alongside Allah. Because in this surah we say, na'bud, That to you alone do we worship. Also in this surah is a refutation of the various groups who deviated like the Jahmiya, the Mu'tazila, the Ashairah, the Asharis, and likewise those who uh, went astray in the issue of al Qadar, Wal-Qadr and things like this. So this surah contains a refutation of them in, in a variety of different ways. Because this surah affirms Allah's names, uh, it affirms Allah's attributes, it affirms that Allah is the, the Rabb, the Creator. And there are many things which follow on from that which these groups have, 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 have negated so this surah is a refutation of them likewise this surah also contains an affirmation of uh, the day of judgment because again there are people who refute uh, or, or who refuse to accept that the ma- that mankind will be resurrected and amongst them you know from amongst the kuffar and other than them so this surah also refutes them in that it establishes the day of judgment it's also a refutation of uh, The Jews and the Christians. The Jews from the angle that they are a people who had knowledge but they didn't act upon that knowledge. So Allah's anger is upon them. And the Christians, because they were a people who didn't have knowledge, and so they acted and tried to worship without knowledge. So both of these two groups have been refuted and have been alluded to in this surah. Similarly, this surah also contains a refutation of every innovator. Every innovator who worships Allah upon other than evidence. And this includes first and foremost the Christians. So at the forefront of this group are the Christians. Why? Because they worshipped Allah upon ignorance. And likewise, it, you know, this this also includes those from amongst the Muslimin who worship Allah upon other than knowledge and who worship Him with innovations and deviations and things which for which Allah set no authority. And uh, likewise, the Sheikh says it's also a refutation of the scholars of misguidance, those who. You know, t- who twist the words from their proper meanings and you know they act upon their desires, they follow their desires, and they change the texts and they interpret them in other than the way that Allah intended them. So that it agree agrees to their desires. And at the forefront of these such people are the Yahud and whoever traverses upon their way. Um and then he finished by mentioning a statement from one of the Salaf, uh min ش- ulama'ina uh, that whoever went astray from among from uh, our scholars, then within him is a resemblance to the uh, Jews. And whoever went astray from our worshippers, then within him is a resemblance to the Christians. And all this is indicating is that the one who has knowledge but doesn't act upon it, he has a branch or a similarity to the to 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 the, to the Jews in his in his behavior or in his action, because that's what the Jews were uh, known for. And whoever went astray from the worshippers, meaning those who are the, the ignorant worshippers who worship upon other than knowledge, then they have a resemblance to the Christians, because that's what the Christians were uh, known for. Or well, that's how they went astray. Okay, so that's where we finished in the previous lesson. Those are the points that we covered. And so to continue then uh, with with this text and with this explanation. Uh, Shaykh Muhammad bin al he first of all mentioned the three verses upon which... Uh, Sheikh Salih al-Fuzan just gave a general committee, a committee which we've just finished and then he says this is uh, Shaykh al-Islam al-thalath thalatha masail. that these three verses contain three matters these three verses contain three matters and these three matters he's going to explain in in the course of this uh, text uh, But in in in, in in summary, uh, these three, the first three verses, what, what the Sheikh is going to say is that the first verse contains love, the second verse contains hope, and the third verse contains fear. Now this is a, the, the, the text which is yet to follow. But anyway, Sheikh Salil Fawzan, he comments upon these three verses, or he makes a bit, bit of a commentary here. He says, the three verses being referred to here are, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, ar Maliki <coughs> So these three verses, each of these three verses, contains a matter. Okay, the f- uh, the the first verse Sheikh Islam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab says, "Al-Ayat al-Ula fiha al-Mahaba." The first verse contains love. لأن الله منعم والمنعم يحب على قدر إنعامه that Allah is mun'im, meaning one who bestows favours. And the one who bestows favours is loved to the degree and extent of his favour, of, of the favour that he's bestowed. So the shaykh, uh, Sheikh Sal al-Fuzan, he comments upon and he says uh, that this ayah, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, alhamd, uh, what, what is Allah praised for? What to, to why 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 are the praises to allah and what is he praised for and the answer is upon his favors upon his favors he is to be praised allah the 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 sublime the exalted is to be praised for his that meaning his essence and his names and his attributes and his actions so he is the one who bestows favors and blessings upon his servants and every every and every person Who is a bestower, or every every everyone who is a bestower of a favor or a blessing, then, or a benefit, then he is to be praised to the same degree to which he granted benefit. The same degree or the same extent to which he granted benefit. And this what what does it mean? What what follows on from this? It follows on from this, and it necessitates that he is to be loved. He is to be loved. Why? Because the souls, the way the souls have been created, they've been created in such a way that it's from their, it's from it's, it's from their nature to love the person or to love anyone who has been benevolent to them, who has done ihsan towards them, who's been benevolent or kind or generous to them, and this is how the, this is how the souls have been created. This this is the nature of the, of of the souls, and Allah, the Mighty and Majestic, He is al-muhsin. He's the you know, the bestower of goodness, and he is al-munim, the one who he is the one who uh, you know bestows favors, and he's the one again who grants these favors and these benefits upon his servants. And for this reason, the hearts love him. The hearts love him for his favors and upon the excellence and the the, the, the goodness that he bestows upon uh, uh, his servants. And the hearts should love him with a love. That no other type of love can equal. This is, this is the nature of of, of, of of the love that the hearts should have towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and this is for this reason, because of this explanation here, the Sheikh says that al-mahabbah is from the greatest, or is the, the greatest types of worship. And for this reason, in this ayah, when, when, when we say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, then this ayah by you know it it, it, it includes mahabba, it implies mahabbah. Why? Because when we say that we are praising Allah, why are we praising him? We're praising for him for his names, his attributes and his actions, and everything else which follows on from that, from you know from from the, the blessings and the favours he bestows upon mankind. So he's to be praised for that. So this in itself is an indication that uh, that this ayah indicates muhabba, and this muhabba, muhabba as as al Islam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab himself will go on to explain in a short while in this in, in this book, uh, is 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 of four types. Is of four types. The first type is muhabba shirkia, muhabba, which which which, which involves shirk. And this is the mahab- this is the love which is shown to the idols and the statues and other things which are worshipped besides Allah. This is one type of mahabbah. And then the Sheikh brings an ayah: that "From amongst mankind, are those who take as rivals take take rivals." Besides Allah as rivals, loving them as they should truly only love Allah, uh, and those yet those who believe are more severe and intense in their love for Allah. Okay, so and, and the reason why the love of the believers for Allah is more intense is because it's based upon tawheed and ikhlas, based upon tawheed and ikhlas. Anyway, that's the first type of muhabba that will be discussed in more detail uh, shortly the second type of muhabba is muhabba muharrama a type of love which is haram it's unlawful to have this muhabba and this is a muhabba this is a mahabbah, or loving that which allah hates that which that which uh, allah dislikes and hates and these are the affairs which are prohibited from the mamnuat those things which are prohibited prohibited the manhiyat. Muharramat, those things which are unlawful, and amongst amongst this type of muhabba is, for example, loving the mushrikeen and loving the kuffar. This is a type of love which is prohibited. It's haram. It's haram. This doesn't make a person a disbeliever or a or, 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 or a mushrik necessarily, but it's it's a type of a type of muhabba which is prohibited. And, of, and, and Amongst this type of muhabba, obviously, is that which will take a person outside the fold of Islam, and that which will not take a person outside the fold of Islam, as we've discussed in uh, you know previous lessons. So that's the second type of muhabba, muhabba which is muharrama, prohibited. The third type of muhabba is muhabba tabiyya, muhabba which is natural, something which is natural. And this is, for example, when a man or when a person loves his children, or loves his Parents, or loves his wife or his friends. This is a natural type of love, for which a person can't be blamed. A person can't be, you know, held to account, and he can't be uh, faulted for having this type of love because it's natural. Something which Allah has placed within a, a human being, and something that he feels, and something which is expressed. So this is perfectly natural, and there is no ruling upon it. You know, uh, uh, with respect to it being a sin or unlawful or whatever. The fourth type of محبّة is محبّة mahabba, mahabbatun wajibah. The محبّة which is wajib, that which is obligatory. And this is loving Allah, loving the, 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 loving the uh, awliya of Allah, the pious friends of Allah. And this, is, this in fact is loving for the sake of Allah. This, this itself is loving for the sake of Allah and showing loyalty for the sake of Allah. And all of this... All of this enters into Alhamdulillah rabbil Alameen. All of this enters into Alhamdulillah rabbil Alameen. Okay, so going back to the words of Sheikh Islam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab this is where he himself begins to explain the four types of muhabba. So this was just a short introduction by Sheikh Salih al fawzan But Sheikh Islam himself he says and, and love itself, and uh, love divides into four types, and then he explains each each one of them. Mahabbatun shirkiya, the mahabbah which is shirk, and then he mentions the ayah قال الله, قال الله They are the ones about which Allah said so open to the end of the ayah in which Allah says <coughs> okay so this ayah this this first type in this ayah the Sheikh expands upon this and he says the Sheikh Saleh Fozan he says that this ayah ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون what this means The meaning in English, that amongst mankind are those who take those besides Allah as rivals. This word, Andada, what is the meaning of this word, Andada? Meaning, Shubhaa wa (coughs) Nuburaa. Meaning, to take others as those who resemble Allah or who are equal to Allah. So they take take things besides Allah as equals or rivals, or those that resemble Allah. And so the Sheikh continues and he says that everything everything which is worshipped besides Allah, then it has been taken as a nid and a shabih, and an adil. he mentions three words: that anything which is worshipped besides Allah, it has been taken as a nid, meaning a rival to Allah, a rival to Allah, and a shabih, someone who is made or who is you know a resembler to Allah. Or an adil, again, something which, again, is like equal to Allah. So anything which is worshipped has been made into these three things, a nid, a shabih, and an adil. And we find that the mushrikun, that the pagans, they love the things that they worship with a very severe type of muhabba, a very severe type of love. And we find that due to this severe type of love that they have, that they are prepared to die for them. They are prepared to die for the things that they worship and towards which they have this feeling. <coughs> they are prepared to fight for the sake of these things. And if they didn't love these things, they wouldn't have fought for their sake. They wouldn't fought for their sake. However, we find that they hold tight and cling tight to these things which they worship besides Allah, and they love them. And this is because this love is something which has been you know, like poured into their hearts. Something that the hearts have kind of you know uh, uh, m- have been made to drink and which, which which has been poured into the hearts and refuges Allah. It's something which is in the hearts in this manner. And then the Sheikh brings an ayah which illustrates this, he says, Wa min hum the general meaning that when Allah is mentioned alone, then their hearts are you know, like kind of cut to pieces or you know, shaken or you know, stirred and, and, and cut and, and torn to pieces. And uh, so, so this is with respect to those who do not believe in the hereafter. And when uh, those besides him are mentioned, then this is when they start rejoicing. This is when they start rejoicing. This is Surah Az-Zumar, Surah 39, verse 45. And uh, the Shaykh also brings the same ayah, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادَ يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أشدوا لله. The same ayah that we mentioned earlier. That amongst mankind are those who take those besides Allah as rivals to Allah and they love them as only Allah should be truly loved. Yet those who believe are more severe in their love for Allah. Okay, The shaykh says that the mushrikeen love Allah in a manner with with, with a love which is shared between him and between others. So they show some love to Allah, but they show love to other than Allah. However, the love of the believers is different to this. Their love of Allah is a muhabba which is khalisa. It's a muhabba which is pure. It's a love which is pure. And then the shaykh brings another ayah, he says, وَلَوْ يَرَى الَّذِينَ ذَلَمُوا إِذَا الْعَذَابَ أَنَّ الْقُوَّةَ لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ That if only, or when, those who wrong themselves, if they or that when they see, when they see the punishment, they will then they will then see that the quwa, that the power belongs to Allah, that all of it, the power, all of the power belongs to Allah and that Allah is very severe in punishment. Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 165, which is a continuation of that, of that same verse. So here Allah, Allah is saying, in this passage Allah is saying that, if those people knew, if they only knew, the, you know, their eventual outcome, what will be their outcome on the Day of Judgment, you know, along with, the, with those things that they worship besides Allah, then they wouldn't have been in this state. They would have been in a different state. They wouldn't have been in this situation. Because what will happen is, on the Day of Judgment, those who were followed, those who were followed will free themselves from those who followed them. Meaning, that those who were worshipped besides Allah will free themselves from themselves from those who worshipped them. And they will declare them as liars. They will say, that we never ordered you to worship us. Right, so those who will worship beside Allah, they will free themselves from the worshippers. They will say that, you know, you are liars. You know, we didn't order you to worship us, and we didn't know that you were worshiping us. So they will free themselves from those people who used to worship them. As Allah says, and then the Sheikh brings another ayah, which is the ayah which follows the pre w- w- which follows the previous one that we mentioned. He says. إذ من تبعوا العذاب that when those who followed them that when those who were followed when those who were followed when those who were followed free themselves from those who followed them العذاب and when they see the punishment وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهُمْ And then the ties, the things which tie them together, will be cut off. Okay, now here, the, the, this last part of the ayah, That the things which tie them together will be cut off, what, it, what does this refer to? It means the mahabba. The mahabba, that this love that used to hold them together in the life of this world, that that will be cut off. And this tafsir has been provided by Ibn Abbas. He says... That this al-muhabbah, or this muhabbah which used to be in the dunya between them and between the things that they used to worship, will be cut off. And this was after they used to mutually love each other in, in, in the dunya. And after this situation, in the hereafter, they will start mutually cursing each other. They will start cursing each other. As Allah says uh, in another ayah: Inna ma ettakaztum min dunillahi <laughs> awthana <laughs> wa waddata baynikum fil dunya. That verily, you took those besides Allah as, as awthan, as like idols that, that you know that, that are worshipped besides Allah, and you took them out of this love between yourselves in the life of this world. And then, in, on the day of judgment, you will disbelieve. Some of you, you you will disbelieve in each other, meaning you will reject each other. And you will curse each other. Some of you will curse others, and yet your abode will be the hellfire. Your home will be the hellfire. Suratul Ankabut, Surah number twenty-nine, verse uh, twenty-five. So this is the this is a situation of those who worshipped other than Allah, you know, and whose worship of other other than Allah was tied to a love that they had for these things. In the hereafter, it will be turned the other way around. In the hereafter. They will curse each other, and they will free themselves from each other. As for those who worshipped Allah alone, as for those who worshipped Allah alone, and who made their worship purely and sincerely for Him, then Allah the Mighty and Majestic, then He will show, you know, uh, Allah will have this allegiance, and they will have allegiance to Allah in hereafter. And Allah will love them, He will honor them, He will ennoble them, He will enter them into Paradise. And this is the eventual outcome of the believers in the hereafter. So, compare. That was the outcome of the mushrikeen that we mentioned because they worshipped, they showed love to Allah and they showed love to other than Allah. Yet in the hereafter, that love will be cut off between themselves and they will disbelieve in each other and they will curse each other and they will reject each other. And as for the believers, so even if, even if in, the life, in the life of the world they used to hold on to each other and adhere to each other and fight for For the sake of these things that they used to worship and they used to die for the sake of these things that they used to worship, but in the hereafter the affairs will be changed, and this this love will all change into enmity and and cutting of 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 the ties and so on and so forth, as Allah says <laughs> that close intimate friends on that day will become enemies to each other except the mutaqeen, except those who uh, had taqwa. <coughs> so meaning, this is Surah Zukhruf, 43rd Surah, verse 67. So meaning that the only type of love that will remain, the only type of love that will remain, the only type of love that will remain it was is the legitimate type of love, which is that which is between the mutaqeen. Those believers who are taqwa of Allah, who feed Allah, and this is the only type of love that will remain because it was built upon a sound and correct foundation this is a type of love that remains in the in the in the world and in the hereafter something that remains in the world and the hereafter as for the muwadda which you find between the Kuffar and the mushrikeen then that's that's the type of love that will that, that is found in the dunya but it will it will it will cut off <coughs> will be cut off and it will turn into enmity Okay, so this was the first type of mahabba, the mahabba shirkia. And then Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, he says, al mahabbah al-thaniya, the second type of love, hubbul batil wa ahlihi, wabugdil haqq wa ahlihi. wahadihi sifatul manafiqeen. So the second type of love is loving of falsehood, loving batil, hubbul batil, loving falsehood and its people, and hatred of the truth and its people and this is a char- characteristic of the hypocrites this is a <coughs> characteristic of the hypocrites commenting upon this Sheikh Saleh al Fozan he says that loving Batil and its people uh, and hating the truth and its people this is a characteristic of the hypocrites because they hate falsehood, and they hate its people, and they hate the truth, and they love the kuffar, and yet they hate the believers. This is the way of, of the description of the king. And nifaq, the definition of nifaq is to outwardly portray Islam, yet inwardly conceal kuffar, to hide kuffar inside. And one of the signs of the hypocrites, one of the outward signs that we can see, is that they display this love for the people of falsehood and they hate the people of truth. So the Sheikh says, when you find or when you see one who hates the people of the truth and especially the sahaba, especially the companions of Allah's Messenger, and when he hates the scholars of the of of, 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 of the ummah and he hates the leaders of the muslimin, they know that this person is a munafiq, he's a hypocrite. <coughs> Even if he outwardly portrays Islam, and he testifies that nothing has a right to be worshipped except Allah, and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah outwardly, right? Irrespective of all of this, you know, if he displays these characteristics, you know, hating the truth, hating the people of the truth, loving falsehood, loving the people of falsehood, and so on and so forth, then this person is a munafik, even if he outwardly portrays Islam, uh, because inwardly, as as the Sheikh says, he is a mulhid. He's he's he's, a, he's like a uh, a kafir, a disbeliever He conceals himself with Islam And with the, with, with the two testimonials of faith So something by which he conceals himself Ra- and Otherwise, he- rather he's just a kafir Who is in the lowest depths of the hellfire Okay, the third type of muhabba The shaykh says uh, Shaykh Islam Muhammad bin Abdul says al al Thalitha The third type of muhabba Tabi'iyya Which is natural, the natural type of love وهي محبة المال والولد t- uh, th- th- This is the um uh, this is loving of the uh, wealth and loving of the offspring إذا لم Taatillah when it doesn't make a person occupied away from the obedience to Allah and when it doesn't and when it doesn't aid and support a person in the things which Allah has prohibited then in that case, it is permissible. Right? So meaning, that this is, this is a natural type of love, which is loving wealth and loving your offspring. Loving wealth and loving your offspring. This is permissible when two conditions are met. Firstly, it doesn't take you away from the obedience to Allah, and secondly, that this love of this wealth or this uh, of offspring, it doesn't cause you to, or it doesn't aid you in Falling into that which Allah has made prohibited. Okay, so the Shaykh, uh Sheikh Sal he comments upon this and he says that the third, Muhabba, tabiiyya, the love which is natural, meaning this is the love which a person has been embedded with. A person has been embedded, embedded with this and he's been created upon that. This is how his nature is. You know, a person loves his relatives, loves his offspring. Loves his friends Loves anyone who does good towards him This is a natural type of love For which a person can't be uh, You know uh, he, he can't be faltered for you know, He can't be blamed for this Except Except When he puts this love This natural type of love Ahead Of loving Allah and loving the messenger In that situation Then he is Blameworthy uh, and he is sinful. And then the Shaykh brings an Ayah Ul Incana Aba ukum wa abna'ukum <laughs> ukum wa ihwanukum wa azwajukum wa ashiratukum wa wa'amwanu niktaraftu muha wa tijara tuntakhouna kasadaha wa masakino tardowanaha a habba ilakum, minallah wara sulhi, wajihadim fee sabile, fatarabba hatta hata yaatiallahu bi amri, wallahu la yahdin kumul fasikin. Surah At-Tawbah, Surah number nine, verse twenty-four. Since so it's a lengthy ayah, the general meaning, which is that Allah, Allah says, "Say," to, he says, "Say, if your you know your fathers and your your offspring and your brothers and your your wives or your spouses and your close relatives and this wealth which you've acquired and this trade, you know this this trade or this business or this trade in which you fear a decline, and you know so on so forth. Uh, if if all of this." Is more beloved to you Than Allah and his messenger And you know And and, and, and more beloved than making you know, Jihad in Allah's path Then just you wait Just you wait, just wait Up until Allah up, 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 up until Allah, Allah Comes with his command And Allah does not guide uh, uh, You know A sinful uh, people So In other words when a person Puts the love of these things ahead of loving Allah and His Messenger, then he has been threatened with this with this threat. There's a threat in this ayah. If you put this love of these things, which in and of themselves are permissible, there's nothing wrong with that, they're permissible in and of themselves. But when this love for these things is put ahead of loving Allah and the Messenger, then this is a threat which Allah has, Allah has issued. Then Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad bin al Wahab he mentions the fourth type of muhabba, wal-mhabbatu al fourth muhabba, hubbu Ahlit tawheed which is the, 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 the love of the people of Tawheed, and the hatred of the people of shirk. And this is the strongest, strongest uh, uh, handholder of imam. And it's the greatest thing by which Allah, by which a servant can worship his lord. This is the fourth type of muhabba, which is loving the people of Tawheed and hating the people of Shirk. And this itself is the strongest handhold of Iman, and the greatest thing by which a servant can worship his, his Lord. Okay, so concerning this, the shaykh says that this fourth type of muhabba, loving which is loving the awliya of Allah, the pious friends of Allah, and hating the enemies of Allah... And in other words, this is Al Muwala, which is showing loyalty to Allah for the sake of Allah, and showing enmity for the sake of Allah, meaning that your love and your hate and your allegiance and your loyalty is all based upon uh you know is all based upon loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hating for for, for his sake. So this means that a person, he loves the people of Tawhid Because they worship Allah alone And he hates the people of Shirk because they, because they worship other than Allah And this here This loving and hating for the sake of Allah Has been described as The strongest handhold of Iman The strongest handhold of Iman Something which like this, One of the strongest things which keeps you <coughs> tied, to, to, tied to Iman Which is loving and hating for the sake of Allah Which, which again in another, another phrase Is Al-Wala wal-bara. This is described in different ways: al lillah wal which is loving and hating for Allah. Or it's al-wala wal showing loyalty and uh, you know disavowal, loyalty and enmity. Or al-muwallah wal same thing, you know, loyalty and enmity. So he says that this, this this affair is one of the you know hardest things upon a person. You know, uh, to t- to show this loyalty and this allegiance and this enmity in, in this manner is one of the hardest things for a, you know for-, for a person. So when we find that this person loves the people of Tawheed and he shows allegiance to them in everything, and he hates the people of Shirk and you know he he has enmity towards them, this is a sign of this person having a firm, rooted uh, iman, like deeply rooted iman. So I will stop there for today and we'll continue with this in the next lesson lesson in Welcome, Salam Allah. <coughs> زكرا <تصفيق> و <تصفيق>